Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back again today. And I wish I had better news, but the events that began in Silicon Valley just last week with the three banks, so Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, etc., with these banks collapsing, and of course we had FTX before that, we are now starting to see a contagion effect. So it began in that region, but we're now starting to see regional banks in the USA seeing a lot of outflows. What does this mean? Outflows means people are going either physically or online and making transfers of their deposits, their, their cash money in the bank into larger banks. So what we're starting to see is a liquidity crisis emerging, although you won't find this anywhere in the mainstream media at the moment. They're keeping this very well hidden. But what you're seeing is a regional crisis just starting to emerge. It's still in the very early stages, but it's something you've got to be very careful of. Where is the capital outflowing then? It's going to the big, big banks in the USA. But I also want to tell you what's happening in Europe in a moment. But just to finish on this, they are going to the JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, etc. But that doesn't mean those banks are safe. They are classed as you know, too big to fail, but it doesn't mean they are. Wells Fargo, we're going to come on to if you've got money there. But it this crisis sort of merged. It went over to the UK and that's why the Bank of England stepped in and did their bits this week. We had Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister, basically saying nothing, saying everything's safe, don't worry, you've got nothing to worry about. Where's the evidence? No evidence. So now it started to spread over to Germany and we've just had this come out, which is quite a big one. I'll, I'll put this on screen. So this is the German Chancellor Scholz uh, telling Germans not to worry about their cash. And the thing that just really baffles me is that he made this statement here, uh, talk about a nothing burger. And he says, you can see from the very clear and sharp reaction of the American, the British, the European, but also the German authorities, that this situation is being monitored very closely. That action is being taken quickly and swiftly, and that is the best thing to do when you want to protect savings, he said. Now, that doesn't really mean anything at all. They are taking very quick action to swiftly monitor. Well, monitoring doesn't really do anything. You've got to put actions in place. He then went on to say, so that's why there is really no reason for anyone in Germany to be worried. Again, it, it, he's basically just said nothing at all and then said, that's why you don't need to worry. Now, I'm going to tell you about the crisis that's happening across European banks in a moment because it is severe, it is spreading. But I also want to put this on screen. This is your S&P ratings that have just come out. So this is the top global risk. So this isn't just USA, it's global. And I want to read this out to you then uh, on screen now. Difficult financing conditions persist pressuring borrowers' debt service capacity. So the risk level of this is high. It's not moderate or elevated, it is high. And the risk trend is worsening. So this is very, very serious. This can have a catastrophic effect later on the economy. We then have slumps in largest economies deepen the global slowdown. That again is high input cost inflation and weakening demand, squeeze corporate profits, threatening credit quality. That again is high. 
This is where you have risk in the stock market, of course, and then geopolitical tensions intensify, rolling markets and weighing on business conditions. This again is high. What they are referring to there is a number of things, but one of the big ones is the USA and China relationship. But also if you think about Russia and that region, a lot of the production that comes out of uh, Russia in terms of fertilizers and Ukraine, the breadbasket, wheat, etc. So there is a lot going on here and all of these risks are high. Um, as much as people want to keep discounting this and saying, oh, it doesn't mean anything, Neil, nothing's going to happen. You've really got to take this seriously. These are big risks. So what else has come out then? Well, Credit Suisse. Now you remember about a week ago, it might have been just over, but a week ago I gave you the warning about Credit Suisse and I said pretty much without saying it, get out because it's going to collapse. Here's the clip on screen now. So if you have funds in Credit Suisse or also check your pension, check any of your investment accounts, speak to your broker, whoever it is that looks after your, your funds, just check that you don't have any exposure to Credit Suisse because these guys, I mean, got to be careful what I say, but I think they're going down uh, personally. Now, yes. Credit Suisse has actually lost 97% of its share price since its 2007 peak thereabout. So that kind of tells you what is happening with Credit Suisse. But um, uh, this article just came out as Credit Suisse dragged down the European bank sector, US big bank shares declined in sympathy. Citigroup, Wells Fargo shed nearly 5% and 4% respectively while Goldman Sachs and Bank of America fell around 4% and 3% respectively. Now, remember, these are banks that have just had huge amounts of inflows of capital into them. So for them to be dropping as well, that is a little bit concerning. I think it's probably just a lot of overzealous investors or slightly worried exiting their positions. But with the inflows going in and with these banks being too big to fail, I don't see a massive risk with the the sort of big uh, USA banks yet, but they could come about a little later. We've just got to monitor the situation uh, very carefully. The financial select sector, so this is your SPDR fund, that lost 2.7% trading, giving up its 2% pop on Tuesday. But you have got some of the banking ETFs still down very heavily. Uh, we've got some here down 4.7%. We've got another one 10%. So that even your indexes and the, the ETFs aren't holding up right now in terms of the banking sector. But let's come on to Credit Suisse then, which was my warning before. And remember, I also warned you about that six or seven weeks ago. Again, this channel, I can't give you financial advice but I do sort of hint sometimes to maybe get out of those those positions. So what happened over the last 24 hours then? Well, its largest investor basically said, nope, that is it. We're not putting any more funds in to shore up the bank. So we've seen massive outflows again. We've 120 billion has just been wiped off. We've seen a lot of, uh, this is again an index of European banks. The stock fell 6.1% overnight, 14% uh, since last week. So these are your European banks, which apparently have got no exposure whatsoever, even though they've lost 14%. Well, it doesn't matter what these politicians and these central bankers say to me. They, there is no way they can say there's absolutely no exposure 
if you're seeing 14%, some down 20, 25% drops, there might not be a direct exposure that there will be an indirect because this is the psychology of the markets, investors and hedge funds and everything else. The hedge funds are making this worse, by the way, because they are shorting a lot of uh, stocks, a lot of banks at the moment. So Credit Suisse, again, is down by more than 22%. The, in fact, it got so bad that trading of the stock actually had to halt several times. But we've also got shares in Swiss banks, uh, UBS, that's down 6.8% as of the time of recording this video. French banks, BNP Paribas, I mentioned that two days ago. And Societe Generale saw declines of 11.2% and 12.6% respectively. Does that say there is no contagion effect to you? We also had another one come in today that was Commerce Bank down 10.1%, Spanish Bank Banco de Sabadell also down quite heavily. Now, the interesting thing is that you had the CEO of Credit Suisse saying there's no problem, we've got loads of liquidity, which absolutely makes no sense whatsoever when you look at the outflows going on. But let's move over to Wells Fargo then, because this is an important one. So I really think Wells Fargo made a big mistake over the last couple of days. So again, CEO is making statements, they're saying, absolutely no liquidity problems, we're getting lots of inflows and everything's great. But then at the same time, they put out a PR statement saying that they're about to do a new mixed shelf offering. If you don't know what that is, then I won't go into you know, great detail on it, but it's not always a bad thing when you do a new offering like this. The problem is they've said that they're looking to raise $9.5 billion. Now, does that sound a little unusual when they said the reason for this, they should, probably should have just not even put a reason because they put for general corporate purposes. That was the statement, that was the reason. So of course, what does that say to you if you're an investor? It says, hold on, hold on. That looks a little bit unusual that you would put this out this exact same day and week that we're seeing all these banking collapses. So of course, that is starting to have an issue as well. Not to mention they're offering saving re returns of just ridiculous, one of them 0.15% when you've got other smaller banks now offering huge returns on capital. So again, Wells Fargo, what, what they really should have done was offered a better return for savers. Then you would have seen a lot more inflow straight into Wells Fargo, would have shored up their accounts. Again, not saying their accounts aren't shored up, but that is what they really should have done rather than trying to raise 9.5 billion, which is a drop in the ocean when you look at the outflows of the regional banks at the moment. That is really what they should have done here. So keep an eye on that, that could be a big mistake. But we also have Charles Schwab. So the bank took a 40% drop over the weekend in light of the Silvergate signature crisis. But of course, um, the CEO, well, Charles Schwab is coming out and saying that it doesn't you know, make any difference because they're seeing huge inflows, which shows that, you know, how strong the bank is. Well, no, not really. We don't know how strong the bank is. The only reason you're seeing strong inflows is because the capital, when it goes into flight, has to go somewhere. And where does it go? It goes to safety. That is the term, a flight to safety. So this is one of the big banks. It doesn't mean that they're a big and strong, same with Wells Fargo. 
Now, what else have we got going on? We've got a lot of Moody's downgradings. In fact, let's look at this one. The Moody's has actually cut the outlook on US banking system to negative. Just this is the USA, okay? In fact, the overall rating now, I'm pretty sure because I don't have it in front of me, has dropped down to a double A rating. It isn't a triple A rating. And last week, we also had Fitch ratings uh, made a similar warning that the US may face a downgrade. So basically what we've got is this contagion that's going through the US banking system. But as I said months ago, well, in fact, I said this years ago, back in 2020 and 21, when we had that small blip, when the lockdowns and everything else started, that this would create a contagion effect and you would see banks collapsing, you would see bank shares and the indexes and the ETFs going down heavily. Because no matter what all these politicians, look, ignore what the politicians say. They are just a figure. In fact, you don't even know where these messages are coming from when they get out in, in you know, and they're doing this in front of the camera. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Today, I want to reassure you, like they're reading from a teleprompter. You don't even know who created that script for them. So don't just trust them because they're the, the leader or whatever. You've really got to do your own due diligence and create your own flight to safety. And that is why you're seeing some people, and again, I'm not recommending this because this is where I could get in trouble, but you're seeing people, I was in the bank today and I saw a good number of people taking out cash from the bank. Of course, you've got to be careful with this because this is how bank runs begin. And that's why the media isn't showing any of this going on. You're seeing a lot of other assets, alternative asset prices rising at the moment. Silver is up heavily on the week. Gold is up on the week. Bitcoin is up on the week. Why? Because you're seeing outflows to what are considered to be safe haven assets. Gold, definitely. Silver, um, sporadically, yes. Uh, Bitcoin is now being considered by some to be a safe haven asset. So with this downgrade of the entire sector, the rating agency noted the extraordinary actions taken up to shore up impacted banks. But it said other institutions with unrealized losses or uninsured depositors still could be at risk. So, of course, they're referring to this new FDIC um, program, this $25 billion program. But actually, they made a big mistake in some ways with bailing out everyone. And that's because now you've set this precedent. So the next time a bank fails and the government and the, the Fed and whoever it is involved by each country doesn't do a bailout of everyone over and above the insurance limit, well, they're going to be in big trouble because those people can go to court, especially if you get together and say, hold on, hold on, that's discrimination because you bailed those people out of that bank, but you haven't bailed us out. So you've got a precedence for the case now. Uh, okay, might not exactly go like that, but you've definitely got a precedent for a case there. Now, the other thing that's going on and is causing an issue is the interest rate rises because what it's gonna do is it is gonna wipe out a lot of the bad 
players. And it will help to control this, what they're calling now ingrained inflation, because especially the, the US, it just doesn't seem to be shifting. We were supposed to be back at 2% by now, according to Jerome Powell and it's still hovering around that 6% mark. Why? Because it started to get heavily ingrained. So they've got to take some action to actually bring that down. But the other thing that this is doing is it's making with the QT, the, the quantitative tightening as well, it's making credit a lot more valuable, or should I say currency, fiat currency. It's making it a lot more valuable. And you've seen a lot of different places that people can put their, their currency now. So the banks are having to compete quite heavily, not the big banks that we talked about, too big to fail banks, but the others, they're having to compete. And this is putting pressure on the operating costs of the banks as well, their profitability. But most importantly, as we come to an end here, Moody's has actually placed six banks on review. Funny enough, some of them are the ones that I forecast last week would have a problem. So let me give you these names. First, Republic Bank, FRC, Zions, which I mentioned yesterday as well, so Zion, Western Alliance, WAL, Comerica, CMA, UMB Financial, that's UMBF, and Interest Financial. These are all on the watch list, so you know what that means. If you have some exposure there, you might just wanna have a quick look at that, my friends. But it actually gets a little worse than this. Um, they've also downgraded a number of very heavy assets, shall we say. Um, what have we got here? So we've had downgraded by Moody's on ratings of eight classes in Morgan Stanley, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch Trust. We've also had commercial mortgage pass-through certificates, uh, five classes of commercial mortgage trust, Atom Mortgage Securities, four downgrade. I mean, this goes on, I won't bore you with it all here, but this goes on quite a lot. So overall, I find it baffling that all these commentators are saying, contagion's over, the central banks have stepped in, the, the, the leaders have stepped in and reassured the people. Well, not really, what have they done? They've said, hey, don't worry. Okay, is that it? Are you gonna say anything else? Don't worry because of this reason? No, they're just saying, don't worry, and we're monitoring the situation closely. They've really put themselves in a trap, I feel, that the US in particular, Bank of England and ECB and some of the others haven't yet put themselves in a trap, but I do feel the Fed has now. They've set a really dangerous precedent for future bailouts, which will then become bail-ins when they can't control the situation. Again, I'm not saying this is gonna to happen today or tomorrow, but it will happen, it's inevitable. This is just mathematics and economics. But I'll leave it there on that note. Remember that we have a private community. You can learn a lot more about finance and economics in there for just a very small amount per month. And my finance and macroeconomics course is below in the description. Thanks for watching today. Take care, God bless, see you tomorrow.